Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping She-Hulk, Episode 8, and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. I'm here with a guy. Listen, it's I'm going to get emotional here because I've been talking to this guy for so long. And all the way back to like maybe like Episode 4 or 5 of this podcast... We had this harebrain idea, this theory that, that there could possibly be a devil in the Marvel shows. And it came true today. We finally have that devil. Tommy, it was you. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. And uh, for this momentum occasion, I, I wanted to be on my top performance, so I added jet fuel to my microphone michael I, i'm hoping that will make me sound extra sharp today uh that's not gonna work out great uh all i have to oh, say no. is this goodbye tragedy uh we are here with a guest today one i'm super excited to have um it is our good friend mr marvel how's it going man Oh man, it is going great. I am ready to rip it and rip it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Mr. Marvel, listen, um, I, I haven't talked to you a lot one-on-one. We like uh, I, I've I've been a big fan of your Instagram and I've checked out a couple of your episodes, and I was like, this is somebody that we have to get on the podcast. But like personally, well, we're we're blossoming a relationship here, right? So I want to give you the chance to not only introduce yourself to the audience, but to us as well. You know, tell people what you're about and maybe your love for all things Marvel. Well, I am Mr. Marvel. Um, I love everything Marvel. Thankfully, the MCU, Kevin Feige, and you know, Disney has not tried to sue me yet for my name. So I'm super happy about that. <laughs> but I, I bring everything um I cut out the fluff. And I make it crystal clear. I go deep diving into the comics and pull out what we need to know. Okay, great. So you're smart. Um, Tommy's smart. I just watch movies. So <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, Tommy, we're coming off of an insane episode. We've been waiting. We've been talking about it the whole time. I made the Mephisto joke, but it is not. It is Daredevil. He is here. What do you think of it? I loved it. I, I, I think for Daredevil, bringing him in, I, you know, people are going to compare the Netflix version to this version. To me, it definitely had some uh, Mark Wade vibes to it. Some, you know, for the comic books, definitely feels like that, you know, that era of Daredevil. But uh, I was I was into this whole ride. I think it's setting up some nice stuff next week. And I, I've been pumped for She-Hulk. I think overall I'm enjoying the series. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Um, you know, it's been kind of a roller coaster for me. I like some episodes more than others, but this one really worked. And, and not even just the Daredevil of it all. I felt like they did an incredible job, like building suspense. And we'll get into that a little later. But Mr. Marvel, I got to get your takes on this episode. Oh, this was by far my favorite MCU TV, you know, series episode to date. Everything yeah, about it. Yeah, it just had everything in like uh I mean we'll get into it, but the Daredevil costume. We got we got the yellow costume. Perfect. I just loved that. It was so good. Yeah, and uh I don't know what it is, but like Jen and Matt, 
it works. Like I ship it. I, I think they're really fun together. You know, I think the big concern, at least I'll speak for myself, was how is Matt Murdock uh, going to come into this very wacky and whimsical story and still have like that gravity, uh, gravi gravity, gravitas, gravitas, gravitas. There you go, yeah. gravitas uh, <laughs> of uh, the Netflix series, and I feel like they kind of found the best of both worlds here, and it just. Like they met in the middle and it worked. I, I just thought this was wonderful for the characters and the story. Yeah, I think that's a really good point of like, it, as much as we're saying like, oh, it was different, this and that. I don't know. I still felt that Matt Murdock from the from the Netflix. Like this is maybe a couple years later. You know, he's he's less moody than he was on the Netflix series. He's coming in here. He can smile now. That's great. We love to see that. He can drive. <laughs> 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 there you have it um, um mr marvel i gotta ask um uh, i'm a little confused here because there's a lot of like there's stems of things in here that make me think that the netflix series is now canon but there have been other comments made and interviews and whatnot that also lead me to believe like this is i don't know a variant of daredevil so what's your take here is this the continuation of the netflix series so Marvel actually announced it this morning that it is the exact same version we know from the Netflix show. Wow. Okay. Cause there was, I think, I think it was, um, I forget the actor's name, uh, daredevil. He, he said on like a red carpet or something, he was like, this is a whole new thing, right? Like, uh, uh, the daredevil series, like the, this is not like season four of daredevil. This is season one. So I don't know. That had me a little concerned, but it sounds like, we're good we and are good. uh yes so that's cool I, and i love that because like we don't need the origins for all these characters again this to me means that like luke cage could just show up randomly you know we don't like because he's already established the netflix is part of it their defenders has already been a thing so we, we can jump right into that without having to do the whole song and dance again yes yeah, so um let's go ahead and dive into the episode uh more scene by scene here and we open on Frogman. Uh, there's a lot of names here because, like, I like he says God Frog, and then he corrects himself and says he's Frogman, and then like uh, I don't know where I got, what Leapfrog. Like I don't know if I made that up or I read that somewhere, but uh, the, this guy is ridiculous. Uh, he's trying to be a superhero. Uh, he catches some like thugs stealing a TV, and uh, I don't know. He kind of just clowns on himself. Uh, Tommy, what do you think of Frogman? Yeah, I, I think Leapfrog is the Marvel uh, comic book version. But yeah, the, the Frogman Leapfrog, man, what a goon. Uh, <laughs> I will say I love between this guy and uh, I believe we had Mr. Immortal uh, the, a couple weeks ago. They're doing a good job of like taking these like real lame villains and just making them as lame <laughs> as they are. Uh, wow. Did not love Eugene. Here, uh, who is the the son of the the OG Leapfrog Vincent? But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, ribbit and ribbit, I guess. <laughs> Mr. Marvel, what did you think about this whole scene and Frogman as a whole? Oh, I've been waiting for Leapfrog or Frogman to show up in the MCU for a long time. Um, I thought it was going to be something that happened in Daredevil during the Netflix series because they were kind of nemesis. Um, and so this this really hit it off for me. It was perfect. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, it is a like a fun like one off episode character for me. Uh, it, it worked. Um, 
but uh we'll go to the next scene here um uh, we get eugene he's telling the story to jen about how he's been burned and uh he wants to sue luke because of this costume malfunction and uh yeah I don't know, it's setting up like the court case of the episode so uh yeah i don't love that they're really setting up with jen's uh company right or, or that like you, you just have a lot of money they'll take you on it doesn't even they won't do any look into the case uh toxic you know law that sometimes happens can't wait till hopefully knock on wood she gets her own company maybe you know daredevil talks about how he does his own co- you know uh law, law i'm saying company but you know what i'm talking about law uh office firm firm that's the word yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both did help with the words today um <laughs> But yes, yeah, so, so we also get Hol- uh, Holloway, I believe his name is. He's talking to Jen, and Jen's like, "Listen, uh, Luke, he makes my costumes, uh, suits, not just like super, but like what I wear to work. Can I get around this at all?" And he's not having it. So, yeah, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna move forward with uh, suing Luke. Um, but it is a very funny scene. Uh, Luke is. I, I didn't get a whole lot from Luke in the previous episodes, but this one. I thought he was a firecracker. He was absolutely hilarious. Every line that he had, he was like just roasting Jen throughout the entire episode. Even when there was like, a, he saves her at the end and he's still like, uh, he, <laughs> I don't know, like, does he call her fattish? I don't know, but it's, Luke is a mess here. And, uh, but yeah, so She-Hulk is going to go talk to Luke and she says that she's going to sue him. She's very tiptoey about that. And yeah, he gets pissed, rips up the dress. I don't know, Mr. Marvel, what do you think about uh, Luke here? Oh, man. I mean, he is, you know, Edna Mode through and through. He's killing it. No capes whatsoever. I, I love this character. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I I don't blame him, Michael. If you if you told me you were su- to, I'd throw your dress on the ground, too. I'd rip it up. Yeah. Because he didn't, she didn't even ask. She didn't even ask, "Did you do this?" It wasn't. It never came from a place of like she assumed. Well, you know what? What is that? Innocent till proven guilty. Not yeah. with Jen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, all all business here with uh, with Jen. Um, but we got our first appearance of Matt Murdock in the next scene. He is coming out of the courtroom, and. Um, this is so fun. There's so, I mean, I'm sure you guys have things you want to talk about with this court scene. Um, I thought it was really fun. I think the big one for me, we'll touch on this first. Um, he mentions that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Uh, Mr. Marvel, is this the first time we're getting that in stone? I don't really recall. That is the first time we're getting it in stone, which is making Steve Rogers right all along. <laughs> so, so, Tommy, Steve won now. Is that, is that our takeaway? Yeah, I guess so. I guess you know, uh, Steve. Steve won the the Civil War, and now now we know for sure. Poor Tony. He he dies, and then like uh, his his whole thing is gone too. <laughs> yeah, you would think they would keep it for his legacy. It's like he goes, and then they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna." That's probably why we didn't find out till now. They really did it under hush hush because they didn't want to, you know, upset the Tony people out there. Yeah, so I just thought it was really interesting that, like, it's actually, it's a pretty massive deal in the MCU. I think it had to happen. I think we've talked about it, Tommy, where, like, it doesn't really make sense with everything that's going on. So that line had to be delivered eventually. But I thought it was really cool that it was Matt Murdock doing it. 
Yeah, I definitely think Marvel is just sick of every fan complaining about, well, you know, in this movie, you really don't bring attention to the fact that superheroes now have to be, uh, it, you know, attached to the government. They were like, all right, we're just going to get rid of it. It's appealed. Don't worry about it anymore. You just it, It's done. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Hey, guys, anything else stand out to you in uh, this court scene? Uh, yeah. One thing that's really cool about this court scene is it brings back an aspect from the comic when Foggy Nelson represented Leapfrog because his shoes didn't work correctly. <laughs> wow. What a pool. I like that. That's right? interesting. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think the I think the final nail in the coffin, though, for uh, Frogman here is the fact that he mentioned the jet fuel. Um <laughs> all these court cases are so ridiculous like uh why why is he standing up and saying these things the lawyer should have shut him down immediately like uh there's like uh i feel like every episode it's like this i don't know if that's how this would go down in the courtroom yeah you're not watching she hulk for the law like or you shouldn't be if you are like please don't go practice law <laughs> like uh but yeah like what is this guy doing like I will say, like, as much as, like, I'm annoyed by Leapfrog, it's because they did the casting perfect. This guy was definitely, like, such a rich boy vibe. Like, everything about him, the way he could deliver these lines of, like, well, just add jet fuel. Like, of course he would think that by adding jet fuel and not listening to the directions, he would uh, be fat, even faster as Leapfrog. Uh, yeah, so I, I really... I, I really like all of this. I, I like... Uh... You know, Matt Murdock, I feel like they really didn't brush over a lot of the things that the Netflix series has built up about his character and about his powers. Number one, his sense of smell, his uh, sense of hearing. You get that later on. Like, I feel like we got the full range of what Daredevil is in this episode. So, like, chef's kiss. I, I really appreciate it. It's like it's like they really did their homework to make sure this is done right. And sometimes we wonder, like, did like they care at all about making this character important or satisfying uh, and i feel like i feel like they did put a lot of effort into this so uh i appreciate that um so next year jen is at the bar um and she gets an apple teeny sent to her and it is matt murdoch on the other side um and yeah it, you know kind of, again this is kind of where I, like alarm bells were going off for me where he's like mentioning oh i work in hell's kitchen like basically everything he was saying was like okay this is the netflix show um but i don't know there's a lot of flirting going on here uh mr marvel you uh are you pro jen and matt here oh i, I think it worked out perfectly uh, i want to see more of that connection moving forward in the mcu yeah no this is uh, a lot of fun um uh, tommy any comments about the uh the bar scene here yeah apple teenies no. are you an apple teeny guy let's we'll start there I don't know if I've ever had an apple teeny, but listen, like I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll try anything once. So uh, maybe I try some, maybe the ne next time I, I go out, I'll, I'll get an apple teeny just for Jen. But uh, <laughs> I love this whole scene. They, it's great banter between the both of them, the chemistry, even just be, like, you know, I, the chemistry is there just in the way they jab each other. And then obviously the romantic chemistry is there for me and uh, would love to see more of, of them together in the future uh but yeah i mean i, I think daredevil's got moves he I, he was suave here that's the other thing i was gonna say is like he's like a total player at least in like 
I haven't seen the last two seasons of Daredevil. Don't come at me. But I watched the first one, and he's kind of a playboy, and and there's he, like he's kind of bouncing and flirting and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like they kind of captured that here again. Just uh, I feel like they know the character, they care about the character, and it's playing out well. So uh, okay, so we will move on. Uh, I guess I guess the thing that kind of like sets them off is Matt's getting called away, and then Jen gets uh, a text from Todd. Um and uh, to, Mr. Marvel, like here's the thing, Tommy and I, we've gone back and forth. You know, there's all these boyfriends. A lot. I mean, most of them. Not only are they like bad men, they're like literally evil. So I, I, I want to ask you about Todd. Do you have like a theory here? Who, who the hell is this guy? So I mean, this is going to be a deep dive. Might be a spoiler for some. So uh, take off. Uh, you know, hit pause for about two minutes. But um. In the original screeners for She-Hulk, Todd's character was listed as Hulk Todd in the credits. Um, so I can only assume he is the brother of the leader, Samuel Stern, which would then make him Philip Stern, who becomes the madman after taking the Hulk serum. Whoa, okay. Um, that is interesting. You know, I, I think, again, Tommy, if I talked about, like, there's no way this guy's not evil. I think there's even more clues throughout this. Um, uh, Hulk Todd, I, I don't know. I, you know, people might have skipped ahead, but I, I do want to ask you, Tommy, Hulk, Hulk Todd, what, what does this mean for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. I think the Stern connection, especially with what we've learned recently, I think is really interesting as well. Uh, I could see it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Todd is, Todd is definitely, what's the point of the scene otherwise? Uh, other than like, unless it's, this is my only other two play devil's advocate, just, just cause what if it's just a red herring? Is it too obvious? Is it too obvious that Todd is the bad guy is the evil person that like at the end, we're just going to find out. No, he's just a weirdo that was obsessed with She-Hulk and that's it like that because otherwise there's no point for this. I still don't know the point of this date, to be honest, like why pull her away? Even if you are the evil person, like what? were you distracting her or you didn't go for her skin or anything this time. So what was the point? Maybe he's like, I don't know, testing how active she, how available she is, stuff like that. But I will say um, that the, the alarm bells for me was the Wakandan spear, which is clearly made of vibranium. And he mentions uh, asking if vibranium can pierce her skin. So I guess number one, my that that raised alarm bells for me. Uh, but number two, um, you know, all of the minor interactions she's had with this guy are a lot of it is surrounding vibranium, and it should probably be a red flag for Jen. So either this guy's just a really bad villain, or I don't, or Jen's dumb. I don't know. One of the two, maybe a combination. Can we also just like dox him for his whole like? I, again, they wrote this character so well to be hated. Like his whole like, yeah, I studied abroad in Wakanda. Like, stop, stop it, yeah. <laughs> Wakanda forever. No, no, Todd, you get out of here. I'm billing you for the full hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, not great, Todd. Um, <laughs> let's see where are we at. Uh, I guess so. Next, um, this is where she's called by Frogman, and he's getting pursued, and uh, so she's gonna go help him out. But first, she's gotta grab her suit. 
she knows it's time to suit up. Um, I felt like, I don't know, uh, Mr. Marvel, I feel like the whole thing like we've been talking about here on this podcast is like, Jen does not want to be a superhero, right? Like that's been her entire arc. And the question we've been asking is like, what is going to be the thing that turns her into like a vigilante or a, fi- a crime fighter? Um, I, I felt like it was kind of, uh, you know, they kind of brushed it off. She's like ready to fight now. I think she's ready to do something good. But again, like you said, she's not ready to be a superhero. She doesn't want that life. She just wants to be respected as the woman lawyer that she is and gets credit for what she does. She doesn't care that she's a Hulk now. Yeah. Oh, see, I think at this, I guess for me, I think at this point in the season, I think she does want to be a superhero, but won't admit it yet, if that makes sense. I think inside, like, she she wants to because she talks about we get the scene of her and nikki being like well it actually is cool that like this and that and so i think there's elements that she's really liking but i think like she's almost being too stubborn with herself like you're saying mr marvel she's like i have to be this lawyer like this was my like this is what i saw my future being i can't be this hulk side so it's almost like she's lying to herself i think you're right there like yeah she doesn't want to be the next you know bruce banner but she also wants to be better than ched (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, this. Yo, what's going on, my party people? It's your boy DJ Incredible Hulk. Tommy, where's Chad? We didn't get Chad in this. Episode. I don't know, and I miss it, but I will say every time I think about Chad, all I do think about is our good friend Chad, because also I think he could easily play this role. Uh, yeah. First off, and second off, man, I just love it. I Chad. I, Jen will never be better than Chen in the family. Chen, <laughs> he's, he's the manager of Best Buy. Okay, like <laughs> he's at peak. A lot of <laughs> he's at peak potential. He's also being a businessman. He's he's doing multiple jobs. He's got the hustle. He's got the hustle. <laughs> uh, yeah. So ho- hopefully we get some Chen in the finale. There's no way we don't. Well, we'll see. Um, he definitely but, saves a day. He definitely saves Jed in some way. It's going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene here, I feel like I've seen this scene like a hundred times before I actually watching it because it's in like multiple trailers. They even released like a full, like the full clip of like uh, Jen and or She-Hulk and Daredevil meeting up in costume. Um, friend of the show, Tommy Alex Brazard, he sent me the clip on Twitter and it was this, it was, you know, she stops the car, Matt flips off, he's there, it shows the suit, they talk for a second, he jumps off the building. They released that the day before, and Alex sends me, I was like, do I, should I watch this? Like, uh, should I just, <laughs> Tommy, I know this is making you mad. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. Why? <laughs> you, are, you already teased Daredevil. We already know he's coming. Why Why put this out there? People are already going to watch. Uh, I did they learn nothing from Doctor Strange and how much they gave away in that in those trailers? I'm just <laughs> over it. I just it, this point is not even worth commenting and doubling down on because it's just like it's 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 their specialty. Just reveal everything in your trailers. Don't even go see the movie anymore. Just watch the trailers, everyone. That's what we're doing now. Just watching trailers and spoiling all of our secrets. <laughs> Mr. Marvel, this is a big conversation on Star Wars here about the trailers and if they give away too much, should you watch them, should you not? I'm not even going to touch on that. We've had this conversation a hundred times. It hurts my head at this point. But I, I do want to ask you, what do you think about them releasing this scene ahead of the episode? 
Oh, it was the worst move ever. Because <laughs> I literally felt like, why do I even watch it today? I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, these episodes are so short. You put a scene out like that and, you know, that's a that's a chunk of the episode. And, and like one of the biggest moments of the episode, for that matter. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get the point. The point, I, like if I'm putting myself in Disney's shoes, they're like, we need to let people know Daredevil is coming tomorrow. So everybody joins in and watches it. That's what they want. But there's even if you're going to reveal that information, I think there are better ways to go about it. You could have just sent out a tweet like Daredevil period tomorrow and like everybody would have watched. You know, I don't know that we should have gotten the scene or like a red heart devil horns emoji tweet. Then it's like, ooh, like Daredevil's coming. But don't give like I guess my it's showing clips from the show because like to your point, it's like I'm just going to watch the same clip again. Don't show me a clip. Just yeah, just hint if you want. If you want for those reasons, just give a little, you know, winky devil emoji. Ooh, what's coming? Maybe Malfisto or it's Daredevil. I was gonna say it's dangerous to be tweeting devil stuff. I was gonna say. <laughs> Imagine if we got Malfisto and She Hulk like this, like comedy Malfisto would have died. <laughs> I get. To, I could kind of see it at this point. I mean, there's nothing else left. Uh, but okay, we'll talk about the scene in general again. I kind of set it up. You know, uh, Daredevil's trying to stop Frogman. She Hulk's there to intervene. Um, you know, there's a lot of really cool fight stuff here. You know, she's like breaking the concrete. Daredevil's flipping around. I thought this was just so incredible. I thought we, I I got to see things from Daredevil that I didn't even get to see from the Daredevil show. Again, only seeing. Uh, 33% of it. But with that being said, I just, I, I really appreciate a lot of like the collision between these two characters. Uh, Mr. Marvel, anything stand out for you here? Oh, it was amazing. The CG, the, uh, the effects, the Korg, you know, it, let's just say, you know, Daredevil almost got smashed twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I heard Daredevil was going to be in She-Hulk. I didn't know it meant like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry uh we'll get back speaking of uh sexual content we get uh the thunderclap <laughs> uh yes yeah, tommy what do you think she brought they she she last time we saw her do this it was against the hulk and she wasn't very good at it and then she like totally wrecks daredevil here yeah and i, I feel like they're making this uh one of her signature i mean it is one of her uh moves but it's it's i like it you know, it makes her stand out. And yeah, Daredevil really can't put up with it. Uh, because I'm assuming like it, it affects his hearing probably, right? Like I feel like this is like more people should use sound-based attacks against Daredevil. That's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. Uh, like Sonic uh, weaponry. And, uh, I like it. That works well. Um, but yeah, they, they end up, uh, they have a conversation here. Uh, well, I guess she grabs him, rips his mask off. She realizes it's Matt. And Matt's like, dude, your client is the bad guy in this situation. He's he's kidnapped my client, and we need to go interrupt it. So um, they go to the lily pad, which is uh, Frogman's <laughs> little lounge. Tommy, you're shaking your head. What's going on? What do you think? It's so stupid. Again, <laughs> they write these characters so well to be hated, which is why I like them, because it's having a giant building with a giant neon sign saying uh, lily pad on it. Like, 
how more obvious can you be? The whole layer in general is just ridiculous. Like there's so much here. All the frog references. Um, did you notice the the frog signal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have a little bat signal. It's like yeah, the Batman sign. Um, he had like Frogger arcade games and yeah. <laughs> really silly. Um, uh, but there's a lot of conversation about like how they're going to go about this. You know, uh, again, kind of like. Uh, exploring the differences between She-Hulk and Daredevil. She-Hulk is wanting to smash, and Daredevil is willing to stealth. So I think that's kind of like the theme of this scene. Um, but it leads up here to um, a hallway fight scene, which is iconic for Daredevil. Um, Mr. Marvel, how, well, I, I haven't even asked yet. How, you're, you've watched the Daredevil show, I assume. Oh, yeah. Mr. Marvel. Okay, so how does this stack up to uh, the other hallway fight scene we've seen? Oh, this was right to the point. It was incredible. I mean, you could have probably taken this scene from one of the episodes in the Netflix series. It would have been spot on. And that is the Daredevil we know. I, I think if I had any complaint, I, I think the other hallway scene, like I feel like the choreography of this was as good as the other, but the other was much longer. And that kind of like detailed like daredevil's stamina in a fight like he went through a lot more uh and, and also the camera never cuts in that shot and we got a lot of cuts here so i think i prefer the netflix version of the hallway fight but again as i i'm a broken record at this point they they understand the character they understand what we want from the character and i think that's what plays off really well here well to your point that's why jen said it was going to take too long yeah <laughs> good point yeah <laughs> uh even jen she she like smashes like she she interrupts the whole thing like uh she's like the and maybe that's the thing it would have gone on longer if jen wasn't there because she like smashes the ceiling she's like i'm done with this oh i didn't mention michael this was my first time seeing the suit the the jen suit oh yeah okay this is actually like one of the first shots that we ever got of She-Hulk was like her back and the suit. So like I, I, I can't remember. I think it was like a sizzle reel of a bunch of different projects that were coming out and they showed that in there. So interesting. That's I guess that's cool. What do you think of the suit, Tommy? I liked it. Uh, I will say it does remind me of like a sports uh, like like she's going to be on a soccer team or something. And this is her. <laughs> her out you know her her jersey and stuff for that but i i did really like it and it feels very comic book accurate as well you like the suit mr marvel oh uh, both of the suits what a great way to bring them both to the big screen or our, you know little screen whatever you want to call it just a screen together at the same time that was epic yeah uh so uh at this point they kind of uh they fight they fight together they they like uh, rid this place of all their goons. Frogman ends up, ends up jumping out of the window. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say about it all. The only thing I have to say is like the only part that I don't think they have Daredevil right, he kind of gives bad advice. Maybe this is just me. His advice when they were like bantering back and forth, which I liked, he says, Oh, yeah, pleading it, you know, having him plead uh, temporary insanity is a great, great. No, it's not. Everyone knows that's like the worst defense you can have. So I don't know, maybe maybe this is like reverse, reverse psychology, getting uh, his opponent to use bad strategy. Maybe that's what this is here. But I don't know, that was not good advice. You're coming for Daredevil, wow. 
but yeah, so um, <laughs> what happens next here? I think my notes kind of take a, a dive at this point. <laughs> um, I guess it kind of rounds up. Uh, I guess the next scene, uh, next important thing, you know, Matt and Jen, they're sitting up there. They're kind of, Jen's like, oh, you know, how much longer are you in town? And he's like, oh, just for the night. And she's like, oh, that's enough time. So um, they really went all in here with um, the hookup, right? It's it's very jarring to see in a Marvel movie. It's something like, even like even from the Josh thing that we got earlier in the season, like, I don't know, just like, you know, they were really like going at it, so... I don't know if you guys have anything about the the half-ass sex scene, but um, yeah, so they do the deed, and I thought it was I thought Matt Murdock doing the walk of shame was really funny after the fact. That was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. It, it is weird to see the suit in the full daylight. I'm like, oh no, I shouldn't be looking at this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this whole thing it was fun. Uh, the chemistry was there as we talked about, and I, I do like that. Like with the Shiol character, they're not shying away from this stuff. Like this, I like that they're they're focusing on this. That like Jen takes what she wants and goes for things, you know. And like, uh, I think this was this was great. Yeah. So um, uh, her friend walks in. Uh, they're they're kind of talking. She mentions Daredevil and all that, but um, really, it's this fourth wall break that really gets me. They uh, she kind of sets up like what are we still doing here? Uh, shouldn't the episode be over now? And then she kind of like talks about like, oh, this this is where the twist comes in. And probably one of the worst lines in this entire show because it hurt my heart a lot because I, I have put a lot of eggs in the basket of the Red Hulk. And I feel like the fact that she mentioned it means it's not going to happen. Is that Do you guys feel the same? Oh, well, Mr. Marvel, did you suspect to see a Red Hulk? And do you think we could still get a Red Hulk? So I did not expect to see Red Hulk in this um, this series, but let's talk about Nikki for one second, because in episode seven, she broke the fourth wall by glancing back at the audience, just like Agatha did in, um, you know, WandaVision. Now, stop, stop yes, it. No, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, now, when that episode ran into the really long fourth wall banter uh, and then Nikki went around the corner and, you know, Jen's like, you know, this is when something big's going to happen. You know, I was expecting something huge. I was expecting Mephisto or, you know, some sort of other covenant type of Agatha person to be Nikki. But instead, we did just get another Wolverine reference. But I'm still skeptical. <laughs> That's true. We did get it. Uh, mm -hmm. We did get the claws here. That was interesting. Uh, Tommy, yeah, do you I trust Nikki? I, I do. I see what you're saying. I because I again we've been burned with Agatha. Agatha. Mm -hmm. I do think this is a thing just from like for like the comic book style of like when she did her fourth fourth wall breaking in the comics, people would re react to like what are you doing like kind of stuff. But she looked at the camera though, which is the mm -hmm. difference there. So maybe I don't know. We saw Bruce do it too, but Bruce looked at her. So maybe maybe I'm thinking about this all differently now. Maybe I well, should well, be Bruce, skeptical of Nikki. Bruce asked, "Who are you talking to?" or whatever he said. Yeah. But I think Nikki, there's something else about her. Interesting. I mean, I think they're like, you know, throughout both Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, there's some great characters, but there's also characters that are like, why were you there the whole time? So, like, I've been I've been burned both ways. Where like, okay, the person that I thought I could trust is evil, but also the like 
person that I thought was important is not important at all. So uh, we'll see. That's it. I, I would never have put that together. So thank you for bringing yeah. that theory here. Uh, I will say, though, like this for like this is the I, I'm curious to see if you guys feel the same way because it's very subtle. But I felt like this build up to this final scene was one of the most intense things that I felt in a Marvel show in a long time. Um, because number one, yes, we're like, she, she tells us like something's about to happen. This is the twist. This is the moment. And we know it's the penultimate episode finale's next. And uh, this is kind of how the Marvel shows something's going to happen in the music and like the way things are quickly edited. Like I thought it was so well done where I was like kind of on the edge of my seat. I was like, holy crap, what's going to happen? And honestly, what actually happened was very shocking to me. So what do you guys think about at least the lead up to all this? Oh, I mean, it was it was intense. And I mean, you guys did a, a deep dive earlier this week about, you know, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Um, you know, could she be the Red Hulk? That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I feel like there are so many there's too many eggs in the basket here. And actually I might like that a lot because there's so many different possibilities based on what you said. Todd seems to be a big uh, player here, but also, you know, Tommy, we've talked about how they talked about the leader in the past. Like that's somebody that could be involved here. You know, I've got my theory with uh, the red she Hulk, but I feel like there's a lot of things that could happen. And also like the theories about like actual Hulk King. And I know Tommy, we talked about, could that still mean the Hulkling? Like it's a lot, like there's a lot of things that could happen and it's hard to pinpoint what actually will happen. Well, we know yeah, that the Hulk King, I'm yeah. sorry, Tommy, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. I, I just, I, I get was... on these tangents. <laughs> no, <laughs> no please, go with yours. I think yours, oh. yeah, go with yours. So we, we know the Hulk King is the leader and we know the leader, you know, and Modoc run Intelligentsia. So they form that group. So now that they're pulling in Dr. Doom, they even approached General Ross to be, you know, they, they needed the Red Hulk there. So it something huge is going to happen in episode nine. And if it doesn't, that just means we're going to get a season two. Good point. <laughs> yeah, this episode to me, there's a lot they can do with this. And I think to me, I'm like trying not to give my hopes so too much because the show has been really good at tying things back together, doing, you know, things that you didn't think that were at that important ended up being more important. Um, and there's a lot of things that I feel like were thrown in the air that still haven't been resolved completely, right? Titania is someone that I thought we'd see a little bit more of. So I, I'm, I'm going to be shocked if we don't see her in episode nine. Um, the the Wrecking Crew in general, we barely, are they just, that's it? You know, just a little bit in the beginning. And then the guy, is that going to fall through with the whole rehab scene? Blonsky in general, I feel like this that's arc isn't done. To me, nine has so many things that, needs to resolve that I'm, I'm a little nervous but i'm hopeful because they've done a good job and so yeah i think with off this with like the hall king stuff i'm trying not to get too excited for leader because it's like they already have so much that they've already uh, established like are they going to bring more characters into this in the last episode i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah i think the question a lot i think a lot of it is probably going to lead up to a post-credit scene and that like the big question because if you look at things like you know miss marvel which very much set up a movie and i feel like there are a lot of like stems here that could set up future properties that we know are coming um you know just some of the characters we've mentioned so it's 
it's a lot. I will say, Tommy, we have this conversation at the end of every show where we're like, can they wrap this all up? And more often than not, I, I don't think that they always stick the landing. So I'm a li- I'm definitely worried about it. Um, I would love to see like a 60 minute episode next week. I don't think we're going to get that. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Marvel, any uh, other predictions for next week? No, I mean, again, something big has to happen. And, you know, if it is just an end credit scene, maybe, you know, it is something with, you know, Banner coming back from Planet Hulk or being, you know, coming back from World War Hulk. There's got to be something that brings Banner back to really start the, you know, the intelligentsia, because that's where it started was when he came back and he's this super strong guy. He's no more Professor Hulk. He is just, you know, ultimate Hulk. Um Something huge has to happen. And I don't want to get Ralph Bonard again. Uh, I don't want to get left in the dark. I don't want a second season of this. It's great, but it needs to lead up to something big. Yeah. So, Tommy, I think the opposite of introducing the leader, which we've taught, like, that's like, okay, wow, you told us the leader's coming. If he comes in a shield, it's kind of obvious. Like, you kind of ruined the surprise. I think the opposite of that would be bringing the Hulk back and being like in the in the post credit scene, have a Hulk scene, and then you know how they do like you know uh, Miss Marvel will return. What if they did like Bruce Banner will return in Planet Hulk, like something like that? Like I feel like that's the opposite, where like they've actually hidden something from us, and we're actually surprised by like like again we're kind of thinking, what does this lead? Does it lead into Ant Man? Does it lead into Captain America? What if it leads into something we don't we're not even aware of yet? And I think that could be really cool. Yeah, I would love to see. I, I, I definitely want something to uh, leave me like open mouth from the show. Because so far, like there's been shocks, but nothing that I've been like, what are they doing? This is wild to me. Uh, and so I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, so uh, I want to get into, we, we kind of went into theories here, but I want to talk about the actual reveal here of, you know, they're giving out awards. She's on stage. Uh, they they hack the computers and they really bury She-Hulk here. And I'm I'm really confused about like what the motivation is, right? Because they're like slut shaming her on stage. There's videos of her in the act and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, what is the goal? Like, what are are you just a hate group or are you like like I don't? I, they wanted they, they wanted. They wanted her to do exactly what she did. They wanted her to explode because women can't, you know, I mean, this is a commentary on like, it's like, you know, you hear um, Mallory go like, like hold Jen, like don't give, don't do this because you know, the ramifications of like, if, if she exploded, if she became a she Hulk, if she got so angry that she explodes like that, it's now you see it in the episode, the cops go directly towards her. They don't even look at the people in the mass. They don't care about it because it's now she is the, the menace. Uh, she is the one that's in, wrong, even though she had every right to get that upset. That was ridiculous. That was wild and like so uh, disrespectful. Josh is literally the worst, terrible, terrible person for all this. Yeah, uh, Josh, Todd, all of them. I mean, uh, not fun at all. Um, it's 
it's a really emotional again like i mentioned like the tense lead up to this but then like actually say, like i would act the, i would act the same way if i had those superpowers and like i saw the people that were like publicly embarrassing me uh, you know i might grab them up by the shoulders you know uh it's a very frustrating thing for her and it's very sad and you know i i need jen to have a big comeback uh in this next episode because um the dodc is here uh, they're like a thorn in the side of all the heroes. I hate these guys. <laughs> like, come on. Like, quit messing with Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. Like, find something better to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of the end of the episode. I don't know. Do you guys have any other final thoughts? Or anything we skipped over you want to touch on? I was just going to say, it is interesting. I feel like this is the first time we've seen the DOC outside of, like, New York, right? Because it's always been, like, with, like, spider-man stuff and most marvel so it's interesting that we're seeing they're all over i guess yeah which i guess makes sense it just Wait, what is where does she hulk live uh la los angeles yeah la ah, okay that makes sense yeah okay yeah. um but that's the episode guys i mean um tommy do we have like it i know i'm gonna throw it to, i'm not throwing it to you tommy uh, Mr. Marvel, do we, is there like any hot Marvel news on the press? Do you have any uh, anything that sticks out for you? I, I mean, as far as hot Marvel news, uh, my guys over at you know Earth eight nine four would say we're getting Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're excited about that. No, no, I no, no. He really he, okay. he died in Logan. He can't come back. He did die in Logan, mm -hmm. and I love Logan is like a top two maybe superhero movie for me um so yeah that, there's that um but there's still we have one more episode to get howard the duck in this she hulk series so you're a big howard the duck oh guy. i'm huge yeah <laughs> now are you a big like um the original howard the duck or do you like the new iteration oh the the original howard the duck i mean that movie <laughs> is what literally got me into this <laughs> yeah. really so that sets you up Okay. Oh, that, that set me up because that was like early 90s or it was 86, 80 something. Um, and then X-Men came out in the 90s. And I, I just literally thought anything was possible after that. And comics have ruled my life. It's interesting because Howard the Duck was never on my radar. Like I didn't know about Howard the Duck for a long time. Uh, it was it was like, you know, it was, was X-Men. It was, X was Spider-Man 1. Like those are the ones that kind of got me. So I don't know. Tommy, what made you a superhero fan? Now that we're on the topic, I I think I mentioned it when we first, you know, back in episode one. Uh, but I got one summer when I was a kid, my mom just sent me away to a farm because I, I asked. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna stay with my great aunt," and she's like, "Yeah, please go stay with your great aunt." So for the whole summer, I was just sent to a farm. Uh, and if you know me, that's not me. And so I just stayed inside the entire time, and I found underneath. Uh, my cousin's uh, uh, bed was a ton of comics. And so I just sat there and just read all the comics that were there. And, and from then I became obsessed with comics. Interesting. There you go. Um, uh, <laughs> I do remember that now that you mentioned it. It's been so long, Tommy. We've been podcasting for a while. It's kind of crazy. Um, it's, it's been it's been a while. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Marvel, thank you so much for doing this with us. It was an absolute blast to have you on here. I, I want to give you the chance to kind of tell people where they can find you online, your podcast, and everything else you're up to. 
Yeah, awesome. I, I greatly appreciate you guys having me on. Um, y'all can find me at Mr. Marvel's Minutes on Instagram, Facebook, and then anywhere you can listen to a podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, you name it, I'm there. Awesome. Um, okay, I guess I will close this out here. I like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week. And oftentimes we're here multiple times a week. You know, we got Andor, we got She-Hulk. Uh, tomorrow we're recording uh, the Werewolf by Night podcast. Mr. Marvel, would you have you have you watched it? I, I'm going to go watch it here tonight. I cannot wait. <laughs> I told Tommy before you got on, I was like, I kind of wish we were talking about Werewolf by Night. I really love that. Uh, yeah, so. he made me so nervous, though. Like The way you said it made me feel like you hated this episode. Like, you're like, oh, I'd rather... You want to talk about werewolves? She Hulk was good, Werewolf by Night was great. I'll oh, put it that it's way. It's a little taster because we're going to be yeah. talking about that soon. We will, we will be talking about that. So stay tuned. And if you subscribe, you will have those episodes straight to your feed. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. Also, check our show notes because we've got some merch and you can click on that link and buy some. Um, also ask us for a discord link because we got a little discord community going on. And if that's something you're interested in, we would love to have you, but that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Goodbye tragedy.